Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. And good morning. Um, let's hit them with surfnvs.com for all of your finertainment. Finertainment? Right. You know what? I love the uh, finertainment that NVS provides me. I, I have uh, quite a few sets of their fins and I'm a big fan and they're making me a custom set right now. I just got an email a couple of days ago saying, hey man, these things are on the way and we're psyched on them. So NVS fins um it's the g10 technology baby the apex series so speaking of custom fins we're giving away that panda shiitake on um september 1st and i asked the guys at nvs i'm like hey what fins would you recommend with this and they go turns out we made a custom set for blake blake reached out to us he wanted a custom set for the shiitake model it's a twinser set and you can buy them through Blake. And I think they're branded as Panda Fins. So uh, how about that? Cool. Well, very good. And um, NVS Fins for all your fin needs. And look, we're not just saying that. David and I, we use these fins exclusively. I mean, I do have yeah. other fins, you know, like I will put other fins in boards. Mostly because I have so many friggin' boards I'm running out of fins. But um, the NVS Fins, they're light, they're strong. And um, they're just gorgeously foiled. Yeah. And you can get them, obviously, Surf NVS. You can get them through local retail or realwatersports.com, which brings us to my second point. They're giving away a free surfboard on September 13th. All you've got to do is put your email address in on their website, click over on the surfboard giveaway. It'll take you literally 10 seconds. And um, they're just going to pick one name at random. When they did this last year, one of our listeners one, his name's uh, on Instagram at Rouserworks. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he picked a Smith Shapes fish, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but pretty awesome to have a listener win that. And uh, yeah, so go get him on that on Real Water Sports. Okay, Real Water Sports giving away boards. I love it. As we 
see some movement at the takeoff zone. It's Kelly Slater grabbing rail. A clean entry. This thing holding open. It spits. Uh, when it spit me, I thought it was going to spit me off my board. Comes out with the spit. Spits him out. Comes out after the spit. Gets spat out of another good-looking wave here. Spit, spit, spit. We're just spitballing, right? Yeah, I got Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, friggin' God. Bros, we got a lot going on today. It is a big day for surf and a short day for spit. But here we are. What are we doing? Surprise episode. Boom, coming at you. <laughs> Surprise episode because we have, uh, well, we have a, a pretty big event happening here today. I mean, it feels like everything's culminating. Like, it feels like a lowers thing is going to be anticlimactic relative to oh, man. 12 foot all day epic chopu so um completely we well yeah so we also wanted to make up for lost time last week and this but as you stated this chopu event i mean it really does solidify everything that we've been saying about needing to run in good waves the pipe event at the beginning of the, of the year felt this way as well um i'm clearing my schedule my entire day is dedicated towards this. It's been on the horizon. Yesterday was a little bit of a letdown because we expected to see some of it yesterday. And I think they actually got really good surf right before dark after they had called off the rest of the event. Yeah. But it only adds, it only simmers the anticipation even more for today. Yeah, it really does. And I would just ask all the listeners, uh, ask yourself if today we were sitting here with the five top five surfers in the world and we were watching a finals day at 12 foot Chopu and just understand how much more magnificent, how much more, how, how powerful that would be. Um, and I think that that's something that the WSL realizes and is hopefully aiming for or shooting for is the final five in 12 foot surf, wherever it might be, G land, uh, here at Chopu pipeline, the waves of consequence need to happen for the Super Bowl of surfing. Simply put, the venue needs to match the gravity of the moment. And exactly. if, Boom, they're, great. if they're trying to uh, suggest and curate, cultivate all of this gravitas for the championship, then the venue needs to match that. Otherwise, it really feels like the entire effort is undermined by the venue or the lack of consequence at the venue. And so, but nevertheless, they're um, hitting a grand slam with this Chopu event because it really is shaping up to be a memorable one. Yeah, you know, um, a gentleman, let's see. Uh, oh, Ethan Davis, who's been doing good work for STAB for a while. He wrote a pretty good article here today, which I think is, is is timely based on what we saw yesterday but and it's basically can anyone beat jack robinson you know um yes are you saying yes <laughs> are you saying, okay yeah, okay, yeah kelly Sl kelly slater's in the event i well how about kauli vast kauli i mean okay yes let's talk about that that guy's insane he was that guy's next level i'm psyched i hope he wins the whole thing completely i mean his two things utter confidence and number two ability to read the reef so i don't think that the waves turned on for his heat i think those waves were out there the entire day and nobody else was able to find him. he goes out and instantly i mean like within the opening minutes of the heat he looked like he was further like deeper on the reef 
and he just picks up this one that hit the inside and drained. A lot of other people are going for bigger waves that weren't really bowling. He picks that thing, gets a sick barrel, and actually proceeded. I think he got four or five. His two lowest scores still would have won the heat, but he kind of you know got into a rhythm and got better waves throughout the heat. So yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, the, I mean, taking off switchfoot. I think Peter Mel did a really great job of of sort of pulling sort of the obvious needle out of the haystack, which is this is the next level for, for pro surfing in really intense surf is who's got this skill set and it takes massive quantities of skill. This is not like a fin first takeoff. This is like intense skill to drop in switch foot and then change to your normal stance mid face in the barrel that's that takes some it, it's just nat. it's first of all it's just natural given god-given talent because i cannot do that and i could not even practice doing like no matter how much i practice doing it i would never become proficient at it some people you see some people on a skateboard too that it just looks like the thing's glued to their feet no matter which direction they're looking backwards it's just they're comfortable you know that's what that is for him. I think Idolo has it. We've seen a couple other surfers who are that comfortable switch. But you said Pete Mel pulls the obvious uh, needle out of the haystack by saying this is the next evolution. Yeah. Part of me, I bought into it when he said it, but then I thought about it throughout the evening and I'm like, is it or is it just novelty? Because the argument is, well, your body can contort into different position so backside maybe you can make a steeper takeoff or something and then you could switch and go front side when needed but the counter argument to that is if you just you can develop new techniques front side to do the exact same thing that you're trying to accommodate on your backside no here's no. my argument against what you're saying and it's simple that that i'm competing against you this is man on man, more or less. Granted, there's three guys in this first heat, but anything I can do, you can do better or not. Are you telling me you can't do Like basically, Kaulu, Kauli, how do you say his name? Kauli. Kauli is basically saying, I can do this. Let's see you. Oh, you can't do it? Well, then you're not as good as me. And yeah. I believe that to be the case. Yeah, that's true. You're just not as good as me, dude. I can switch stance in the barrel. Let's go. And by the way, I think the judges need to ramp it up for that. I think that's for intense sure. because it's also, it's also, um, it's rolling the dice. I mean, he could fall. People could fall. People will fall. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Robinson can stand on the barrel backside all day long, but can he switch? No, I don't. Yeah, actually he can. I've seen him go switch it. And I well, want he, to. That's my point. I've, see I've seen him do it at North point, take off, um, backside goofy foot and then yeah switch into regular in the barrel but um let me see what was okay you can uh, do, i can do better i just so, think that people should the judges need this needs to be everybody in the heats needs to go uh-oh you're entirely Va right Voss is getting a nine seven on this for doing this i now have to do it i have to up my game it's pushing it well you're entirely right because ethan ewing and Baron Mamiya were in that heat. And as soon as Kayuli did that, I thought to myself, if 
uh, Ethan gets a, a good wave and he takes off backside. Like, what can he do that adds the level of drama and dy- dynam- dynamism, uh, dynamism that would equate to what we just saw? And I was like, there really is nothing. It would have to just be an insane wave. So it made me think that in the way that um, you would see people, quote, manufacture scores at beach breaks, you know, Gabriel Medina gets a wave that's a four point wave. Essentially, it's got four point potential on it. But because he does two airs, he turns it into a 6.5. It was kind of the same with Cayuli on that wave. It was a wave that had a five point potential and he surfed it up to a seven by surfing it that way. And to your point, I don't think that Ethan Ewing has that tool set. Baron Mamiya doesn't have that tool set. So, yeah, it was exciting. I mean, and they might, and we'll see. You know, that's my point. Like, let's see. Like, this is why it's so great is because it's pushing the level. I think it's next level to, to be able to do switch stance at Chopra. It's pretty intense. Mid-face, I mean, you know, like at the bottom of the wave. And he made that split-second decision because he told Strider he was planning to actually ride the entire thing uh, regular foot which yeah. is switch for him. Yeah. But once he kind of sucks. made that bottom turn adjustment and he saw the thing was running, he goes, I actually don't know how to pa- uh, how to pump on my backhand <laughs> or, you know, switch. Yeah. So I knew that I had to kind of get on the gas and go. So I just switched into my, you know, regular, my normal goofy footed stance and then pump through the thing. And by the way, it was a sick once he got going goofy, it was still a sick barrel. He was behind the section, had to like go over the foam ball and make it. But again, utter confidence. And he just looked so comfortable that it was never like he wasn't going to make that section. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was sort of mind blowing. Well, it was very mind blowing. And I look forward to more of that to come. Should be noted that um, Jack Robinson, according to Ethan Davis's article, if he, makes the finals he'll be wearing the yellow jersey at lowers so i was wondering about that and i was wondering if it was uh had anything to do with felipe's result here but i guess this could be a throwaway for felipe maybe yeah i don't know i just i'm just reading we're literally reading off the the page here um i guess tyler wright isabella nichols and gabriel gabriella bryan will not be winning world titles this year yeah, that was a tough heat for Tyler because um, it was Lake. It was either her or Lakey, basically, who would then get uh, an opportunity, I think, to make the final, the top five. And by virtue of Lakey winning that heat, Tyler was out. But it was such a close heat; like it was literally, I think, 0. 0.02 uh, points difference. And the waves are so marginal, like they both had, you know, six point heat totals, a couple of threes. So it's unfortunate for Tyler to lose in that condition. But uh, let's talk about that for a second. What are your thoughts on they ran the girls that seems prematurely? They ran them a day really before the swell hit and they only ran one round. So what are your thoughts on them running the women in those conditions? I actually think it was probably a good idea to to get the girls out and marginal four to six footers that aren't even it was kind of between swells it was like a fading swell and then the the real swell was sort of starting to show up and i think it's good to get them wet and to get them you know for use the old cliche get their feet in the wax and give them a chance out there when it's not the way it's going to be today and tomorrow um so that they just kind of get like i said Get a, get a feel for it because I think they're going to be called on to surf in some pretty meaty surf. I doubt they surf today, 
but I'm sure tomorrow's a finals day. Why do you think that's a good decision to let them? Like I just said, the like, I, isn't that, isn't said. that their responsibility as athletes? Why is it the WSL's responsibility to let them get their feet? wet? I hear what you're saying. And, and I know that, um, I just think it's, um, I just think we're going to see the girls in Midi Chopu to this tomorrow. And so, um, this kind of separates the wheat from the chaff a little bit, you know, like if you couldn't get out of a heat, Although the elimination round's coming up for them, but I don't know. So my thought is, yeah. I, I don't think that, um, I hear what you're saying, of course, but it's not really preparation for what they're going to experience tomorrow. It's really just an opportunity to not make them or not have them surf harrowing surf. I think it's kind of an easy uh, out I, for I the WSL. So. Because I would argue uh, to you, isn't it the case that nobody really knows when that swell is going to hit? Like, they're just like, it's coming up today and we're going to run the women. And frankly, it could have, it could have just started pouring in and then they would have all yeah, been but stuck. Why didn't in... they just go on hold until that happened then? Why run heats well, in it, such marginal surf? I think yesterday. They're looking, at, they're looking at Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as getting this thing over. I think um, yesterday that was fair that they ran the heats yesterday morning, but the day before, I think that was really, uh, the wrong decision. And here's the other thing. I don't know. This doesn't do anybody any favors because as fans, yeah. we didn't want that. The female competitors weren't shredding. So they put them in surf that was more rippable where you could do turns. They were not ripping. They were barely getting off two turns, you know, like they weren't ripping it as much as they would rip a lowers left, let's say, or somewhere that was meant to be, to be doing turns. So they're surfing kind of under their ability level uh, for that style of wave. It's not entertaining for fans, and I don't think it does the WSL any favors. So it's kind of a lose-lose-lose in my mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with where what you're saying. I'm not here to like – I'm not entrenched yeah. in my opinion about why, you know, that it was good that they ran. But I'm, I'm not I'm, – I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I just sort right. of have an okay whatever vibe about it. Like I'm not okay. – you know, like, oh, it was super smart. You know, like, I just feel like they're like, hey, the wind's good. The swell's on the way up. Let's run the women. You know? Yeah. I think it was that simple. I don't think it was, you know. Anyway, that's kind of my thought on it. Well, they definitely would never have run the men out there. That's that's actually makes your point way more valid and more cogent. You know, it's like we're looking at equality here. And that you did get the sense that they're like, hey. We all know it's actually unequal. Yeah. So let's exactly. just prove it by putting the women out in surf that the men wouldn't, that Kelly Slater would be going, nope. Oh, I mean, nobody would have ran out there. I mean, Felipe would have been advocating for it, but everybody else. Oh my God. How about, <laughs> did you happen to catch the after, like in between no. one of the holding periods where Striders talked to Felipe on the boat? No, I didn't. It was interesting because I was looking at it. Tell like, me. Well, he was basically like, Hey, your heat got put on hold. You got quite a heat coming up. You know, it's uh, you and Kelly Slater and Nathan Hedge. And um, wow, the big dogs, you know, are you looking forward to getting into some meaty waves? You know, like <laughs> everything he said, I kind of took it as an undertone of, dude, it, the time, like the eyes of the world are upon you here. Yellow Jersey wearer, even though I don't think he's in the yellow Jersey. Is he? He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 
And, you know, and, and Felipe was like, yeah, man, look, you know how Felipe is just like, he's a PR, he's a perfect PR guy. He's just like, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to get into, we're going to dig into some big meaty ones. It's going to be real. It's on, you know, like he was saying all the right things and Strider would be like, and I forget exactly the, the questions. And again, maybe I was reading too much into it, but I got the vibe that Strider was going, dude, now's your time. Like it, you know, like kind of like, yeah. Well, what uh, did Felipe, what did you, uh, impression did you get from Felipe and his preparedness? I, I just, you know, like, like I said, Felipe's smooth. Like I just okay. got the sense that he you knew how to read. handle every question. You couldn't read it. You know, like he looked yeah. like he was, he was happy. Like, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I haven't seen clips of him out there yet. Yesterday, like I said, after they put the event on hold for hours, ultimately called it off. Then right before dark, it turned on. Um, I saw some insane clips. Griffin Colapinto got a crazy one um i did not see felipe out there he could have been i just i haven't seen that so well that's look, an indicator nathan hedge and kelly schlater and felipe toledo and and felipe toledo's got the yellow jersey and it's going to be eight to ten foot plus chopu and everybody in the world feels that the number one ranked surfer in the world doesn't have a chance and i think <laughs> that says something mm-hmm. that says a lot about I don't know what, but yeah. in many ways, what it tells me is that the lowers event and this event should be flip-flopped. The last Completely. event of the season should be at lowers and the finals should be at Chopu or some, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Frankly, it well, should be at Chopu. Well, um, one, as it relates to Felipe and what we want to see from him, um, Joanne DeFay's heat, I think it was the first heat of the women yesterday. Yeah. She did what I would want to see Felipe do today, which was pull in unashamedly. Totally. Just like went over the ledge, kept taking off on waves, was getting smashed actually. And she lost the heat, but she was going for it. She had to get rescued. I think she lost her her board, the leash, the Velcro itself just got uh, ripped open by, and she lost her board. Um, so like that is what you know she's unprepared or she's uh under let's say experienced out there she knows she is but this is her opportunity to like put it all on the line and she went for it and i think that ultimately that kind of stuff needs to get rewarded because the other girls in the heat never got never completed a barrel they surfed kind of safe and joanne by risking it all lost wasn't an elimination round, so she can kind of make up for it. But still, I loved seeing that from her. Yeah. And and if I was a coach of one of these women or even the men, and they were they were tentative, I would tell them do exactly what Joanne DeFay did. First of yeah. all, who cares if you lose? You're going to have an elimination right. eat, and you kind of want to get the demon off your back. You want to take some beatings and realize you can survive it, and it's not that bad. It's you know, like more or less, you got water safety there. You know, like I mean, don't do anything stupid. I don't want you to. Yeah. Like, cut your head open but take some beatings take, pull into some closeouts it's better than straightening out right. and um and get that out of you and i bet joanne defay goes out and, and kills it in her elimination heat. that's my yeah my yeah i agree she i think was probably getting rattled yesterday after four or five of those and not being able to solve the equation but i agree with you with a little bit of a reset i think she'll yeah. come out stronger yeah um and then by the time Briss, was it Brissa? No, it was um, Gabriella Bryan got a, was it Gabriella Bryan? Somebody yeah. got a sick wave. Yeah. Do you remember who it was? 
Um, I watched the Heat, but I mean, they all kind of mixed together. I know. I oh, say- I think it was Brissa. No, it was Brissa. Brissa got the seven point. So after, um, okay, after a couple of heats, because then Joanne, I'm sorry, Joanne lost to Vahini Fierro. Um, and then Brissa hit the water next against Gabriella Bryant, and Brissa got like a proper keg. And so that was incredible. That was like a big, the first kind of completed ride of the day. Yeah. Um, Tatiana Weston Webb over Isabella Nichols and then Lakey Peterson with that narrow win over Tyler Wright as well. And Vahini, by the way, we didn't mention her earlier this week, but she's the wild card, Vahini Fierro, and she's the local yeah. and she's incredible out there. And we saw her kind of do what Kayuli Voss did, which was read the reef correctly, knew she knew which waves to be on but she hasn't packed a huge one yet. She got a couple of um, smaller barrels, made it through heaves. Yeah. But I'm curious to see, I think as the waves now hit that 10 foot mark, she's the one who will actually be going over the ledge and pulling in. Yeah, it's going to be fun um, to watch her um, just as it is the other local on the men's on the men's side, uh, Kauli and Everyone's kind of pulling for both of those surfers, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cause well, when you see what Kyuli did yesterday, again, everybody was kind of trying to figure it out. And then he's out there and just like immediately dials it in. It's incredible. It's thrilling to watch. Well, I, you know, I've told you, I, I grew up with her father. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Andrew. About that. And um, he was like a couple, couple years younger than me. And I just remember him being a little, Grom on a skateboard in ninth grade, skating down Eighth Street with his board under his arm. Hilarious. And just yeah. And so it's super cool. The all the guys in Del Mar that grew up with Andrew are, are you know, he, she has a, a rooting section that I don't think she even realizes, you know. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, you started off with Ethan Davis's article talking about Jack Robinson. Let's yeah. talk about Jack. Um the one wave that Jack happened to be on is an indicator of what's to come. And the horizon goes black. You see that thing. It's just a huge line. It's not a lump in the water. It's a huge line that is moving towards that reef. And the ocean sucks up on itself. And Jack, apparently, it was Michelle Perez in the heat. And I forget who else I could look. Um, I think it was Ethan. Nat Young. Oh, Nat Young, yeah. Nat Young, Michelle Berez, apparently I, uh, one of those guys had priority. I don't know if Jack was in second or third priority. They both balked. They both didn't even make a motion for that wave. And so Jack, not in priority, is like, uh, yeah, I'll go. But when you see that thing marching towards the lineup, it's freaking the scariest thing on the planet, you know? And so to see Jack not only go with confidence but to surf it to the level that he surfed it to was just insane he's going Mach one it's a freight train it had a chandelier section on it and he just handled that thing that was the that was like all the anticipation of the swell you know us waiting days us sitting through the waiting uh the contest being on hold getting a couple of indicators throughout the day but then have that thing happen and jack be do what he did was like that's the thrill of the sport. That's the moment that we want. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, everybody watching was sort of waiting for that. It kind of felt like, okay, the swell's here. And then sadly, soon enough, the wind came. 
um, because it did feel like that was a different beast that that was a totally a wave that that said okay the 17 seconds is in the water and it's here for the taking totally um in the first heat idolo idolo matt mcgillivray and yago dora um yago narrowly won that heat but idolo did a huge air that was cool did you have yeah did you have thoughts on that and the score that it received um i'm gonna look it was like a four a four five seven for that i i don't think it's kind of like doing an air at the end section of pipe it's it it shouldn't matter in my opinion although it was mind-blowing it really wasn't just a normal like you know it wasn't just it was a committed air i guess i could say on a big board too yeah but uh it's not why we're here i know i i think they got that score entirely right and then yago uh needed a score on his final wave and he did two turns and it was like if if yago gets barreled he should just automatically get the score over idolo's air but him yeah. kind of doing turns then made it a little bit questionable yeah. um that that heat was all about turns um well his but, score was less than idolo's score if you combine it was yeah okay just by 0.2 okay but he's still um I was glad to see Idolo not get a huge score for that air, even though it was a huge air. Ultimately, I think it's important too for the judges to go. We're not scoring that. Totally, they basically put up the nope. You know, they they ran the nope flag up the flagpole. You know, for everyone on the boats to see. But take off switch, and we'll give it to you. Well, (laughs) barrel. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know the barrel's the indicator. Trying to misrepresent me here. Um. So upcoming heats. Actually, do an air switch. And then I'll be blown away. There you go. Um, who do you got? Felipe, Kelly, Nathan Hedge. Uh, well, I want Kelly, you know, but yeah. I think it's going to be a heat between Nathan and Kelly. And I just think, <clears throat> you know, Kelly's, although, see, here's the thing. People don't realize because nobody's really following Nathan Hedge unless you're like his brother-in-law. But, <laughs> but Nathan had just put in some time out here. Like to say that, oh, Kelly's got ton more experience than anyone. I don't know about that. I bet he has as much experience as Nathan Hedge. I bet Nathan Hedge has a ton of time in the water at Chopu. Um, I get the point that you're making, but Kelly's got way more experience out there than Nathan <laughs> Hedge. Nathan ha- has plenty of experience but, out there. But he has enough. But Kelly Nathan has, has enough because experience really yeah. is going to come down to reading the swells and which one's going to hit the reef which way. And I think Hedge has that. And so Nathan knows which ones to go on. I, I'm looking forward to that heat to be perfectly I am too. honest. I mean, like, that heat's the first heat in the water, right? You know, I'm thinking at 11 o'clock our time here, right? When we push this thing live, yeah, it's going to be on. Like I'm, yeah. I'm clearing the schedule here for that heat, you know, because it's going to, and then I think then we're going to be sucked into all day viewing. Of course. Yeah. So if I had to bet, I would bet on Kelly, but there's part of my heart is really rooting for Nathan because it would just be an incredible story. Um, and he has the moxie, obviously he has the skill. The second heat of the day is going to be Griffin Colapento, Jordy Smith, Jadson Andre thoughts on that. I've, I like Griffin. I do too. Um, but this is a real wild card. I mean, Jadson could, could combo him in, in 10 minutes into the heat and you're going, what? Well, that's the thing about Chopu. Like it doesn't take long to combo somebody. And it also doesn't take long to get out of combo. Yeah. Because 10 point rides are every single wave you paddle for could be a nine, six, you know? And so that's kind of what makes it super exciting. This is a great heat. I mean, cause it's really hard to make, to pick one, you know, like 
part of me is when I was making my fantasy team, I was like, Jordy, hmm, Jordy, you know, and I believe Jordy is on my fantasy team. <laughs> but, and I have Griffin. Huh? He's risky. You know, to... He's risky because when I see Jordy, I, I think to myself, what's his headspace? Yeah. And to me, and I don't know, I don't have any insight other than me just guessing. But my guess is I'm 30 something. I'm at the end of my career. It's eight foot chopu. I've already done a lot. I'm getting paid pretty good. Um, I'm going to go out and just see what happens. I think Jordy's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, I don't think Jordy's like, I've got to do well in this contest. I think Jordy's like, yeah, I'll just see. Hopefully I'll get a couple of fun waves. And that could benefit him, right? That, that kind of laissez-faire attitude can sometimes help, especially, you know, things fall his way. All of a sudden he's going, oh, that was a great heat. Yeah, look at me. I doubled everybody up. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think you're right about his headspace. I don't think it bodes well for him at 10 foot Chopu. I think you got to be out there with that. Yeah, but you got to understand the entire lining. surf world is in the channel. All his peers, like there is a lot of ego involved here, which is why it's so interesting with Felipe because everyone's like, okay, dude, yellow jersey boy, let's see this happen. Yeah. Well, I love Jadson Andre as the wild card. He's an not technically a wild card, but he's a wild card element in that heat yeah. because I feel like he always, whenever the waves are crazy, he gets yeah. the gnarliest wipeouts of the day. Yeah. And he'll get four of them. Yeah. And then get a 10 point ride and then not yeah. back up a 10 point exactly. ride. Yeah. You know? He'll finish with so, 11 points. Exactly. But he'll have the highlight of the day and yeah. actually multiple because of the wipeouts. So I love <laughs> Jadson in here as kind Me of a too. spoiler. It's an um, interesting heat, a very interesting heat. It is for sure. And they'll all go on waves. That's the other thing is no, none of those three guys are going to uh, back out when they, we see a wave like the one that Jack got yesterday. And then the next the, heat is fascinating because and, and it the is. next two heats are fascinating. And I'll tell you why, because of the Australian guys, Jackson Baker, and then in the next heat, Caleb Robson. And when you look at it, if you're a betting man, you're like total, I have no idea. I have no idea. I know they're big blokes at charge. You know, that's, I'm guessing, you know, because well, I don't know that. I know that, well, I know they're, that big. They're, they're kind of big. And I know that they shred, but I've never seen them surf this style of wave. Yeah. But they're Australian. Like part of me is like, dude, if you're at this level and you're Australian, you're, yeah. you're not, not going in front of your mates. You know what I right. mean? Like you'll catch so much grief for the rest of your life. But, well, and you know what I mean? And with hedge around, like the, those guys are going, like, I guarantee so, you they're not, not going like, you're not, you're not going to see them not go so that first heat kayo kayo abeli kanoe garashi and jackson baker what's your take on that my or take is kanoa's kanoa's kind of the safe pick he could blow mines he great backside tube rider um you know kanoa's sort of the safe pick, but that, that's why it's that's why these next two heats are so interesting because you really don't know because kayo could kill it jackson baker could surprise us all with two eights and win with a 16 and so it's just, I mean, that's a, this is a heat that's just really hard to pick. See, I, I'm going Kyle Abelli all the way on this one. Kyle is an absolute madman. He's a charger. He loves the barrel. I think Kanoa is going to be a little more tactical and trying to kind of yeah. pick and Kyle is just going to go. And I think yeah. Kyle's got the ability to, you know, do what you have to do out there. Yeah. And I don't know about Jackson Baker enough in this type of surf, but I'm giving it to Kyle on that one. All right. You got uh you mentioned Kalen Robson. He's got Sammy Pupo and Seth Moniz. Well, you gotta think Seth Moniz here. For sure. 
Um, he's he's the obvious. He's he's a, a pipe stalwart. Big left shallow reefs, not a problem. Incredible, yeah. um, incredible backside tube riding. So I, you know, to me it's Seth. But but again, Samuel Pupo has has uh, surprised us in the past, and Caleb Robson is just like this big kind of blokey. Um, dude that I think could just stick his butt in the back of the wave and get spat out twice and get a seven, eight and an eight, three and win. Um, hard I'm, heat to pick. Yeah. I don't know anything about Sammy in big waves. So I'm giving this one to Seth. No question. Yeah. Um, final heat in the men's round, Miguel Pupo, Connor O'Leary, Jake Marshall. Connor, Connor O'Leary going away with the victory here. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm giving it to Miggy. Okay. Miggy poops. But Jake's your local boy. Sounds like he's a a DJ at your wedding. Who's your DJ? Miggy poops. Poops. (laughs) Um, Any thoughts on your local boy, Jake Marshall? Uh, We all love Jake. I hope he wins it. But um, based on what I've seen Connor O'Leary do this year, especially lately, he's just a big, charging, goofy foot bloke. I, I just, yeah, I don't think Jake. I, I hope he wins, but if I was a betting man, I would say Connor O'Leary going away. What an exciting moment for Jake Marshall, though. I mean, to be able to be out there with only those guys out, this is opportunity of a lifetime for him. Well, you know, what's interesting is assuming Felipe goes into the elimination round, don't two move on or does just one move on to the uh, with with after the cut? Now, with these fewer surfers, only one moves on. So two go to the elimination round? Correct. Okay. So, I mean, you could see Felipe draw Nathan Hedge in the next heat. Yeah. Because it's like the one seed versus the last seed. You know, like, like it, and it'll be, it'll be 10 foot. Like, my point is, things are not looking good for Felipe to retain the yellow jersey. No. And, but that- and even maybe more important to cement his legacy as a, maybe a world champion with an asterisk. Yeah. That's a great point. This is his opportunity to prove all of us wrong. And I didn't wonder if his camp, I wonder if that's even in his mindset. Like I wonder if, or if it's like an unsaid thing or if he just feels like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a charger. You know, like I charge to it all the time. You just haven't seen, I, you know, like, and maybe he does like, you know, no, I'm not he here doesn't. to bat. Okay. <laughs> Well, look, we're all going to see. Maybe you know, I would lo- gladly put my foot in my mouth tomorrow, uh, next week, and and be like, "Wow, Felipe dominated that heat." And ab- or just Felipe showed that he can surf really solid chopu from behind the peak and drive through barrels numerous times, and and uh, he's a wor- worthy world champion. I don't think Felipe is necessarily too concerned about proving us wrong well i think i think it's an internal um monster that he would like to defeat you know like if you're into if you're just a surfer you have these um personal goals and you want to kind of improve at what you're doing and face your fears and i'm sure that felipe has that as well and you know i think he's going to try to confront it for his own um you know for to for his own betterment more than to prove the internet wrong but he'll have the every time I see him, sure. when I see him paddling today, I'm just going to imagine there's a monkey that's just jumping around on his shoulders constantly. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, do you have a pick on the women's side? I 
too. And um, I think Carissa Moore wins this event. Mm. Well, she's got Vahini, Vahini Fierro in her next heat, the quarterfinals. I know. know. It's. um, I I see. If if Vahini gets through that heat, then it's. The thing is, is that I believe that Carissa Moore charges as hard as Vahini, will charge as hard as Vahini. If anything, Vahini might raise Carissa's level a little bit. And with um, her competitive prowess, and granted, she doesn't have the amount of time that the local has in the surf there, I, it's hard to bet against Carissa Moore. I've seen, first of all, Carissa surfs way better than I do. I've, she surfs bigger waves than I ever will. Um, but, but I've seen her be tentative. When they yeah. do the events at Pipe, she's tentative. And she ends up going but she does not have the confidence and like um, it doesn't, she's not surfing with the same confidence that you see her surf with at Honolulu Bay or anywhere else in the world, basically. And Vahini, I think has those things in spades out there. And so I could see Vahini taking that heat for sure. And honestly taking the whole event, just like we saw with Moana at pipe. That's what I'm asking. If I asked you to, uh, select uh somebody that's flying in under the radar in the men's division to win the entire thing who would you select um let me see let me pull up the roster flying under the radar to win the entire thing yago dora yeah that's a that's a good one i don't know yago if he's under and the radar Na- but yago or nathan how about michelle Barrez? hell no no you don't like that one okay well that's why he's under the radar because everyone's like not talking about him yeah and i mean I'm do you saying, think he would win it i'm just saying under the radar it, i'm saying that look this guy can do it and he's so under the radar there's absolutely no pressure on him i don't think unless the whole island has got pressure on him no, i mean he's the, had pressure I know, on... the pressure is on Ka- Ka- the island pressure the local pressure is on the other guy i mean Michelle has had the pressure on him representing Tahiti all the years that he was on tour when it came to this stop. And he's never once kind right. of lived up to the expectation. But um, I think the pressure valve has been let off. It's interesting. It'd be interesting, but I mean, he didn't do it in his first heat. Well, that's why it's even greater, right? He kind of <laughs> just, in my eyes, he's like, yeah, and just let these guys fight it out. I'm just going to go into the elimination round and then turn yeah. on the afterburners. We'll see. All right. Well, um great to see you two times in one week listeners uh clear your schedule today and tomorrow and watch this event and look for all the kind of criticisms that we've leveled at the wsl this is the type of events that i grew up with watching i mean the dream tour years and what when i was first getting into surfing like this is the level of excitement that competitive surfing can have should have because it rallies the entire community together to participate as viewers and watch this thing so this is um it's an exciting moment it's what we should be going for every single event and it's totally doable hey like this podcast less is more until next time Mm -hmm. adios and aloha
When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInjobs.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.